Welcome to ADHD Love Parent Talk, episode 82. It starts with you. The hardest part is honestly getting yourself into the routine Mm. and then slowly bringing your child into it. Because if you don't have that routine down, there's no way you're going to get them down because you have to be very consistent with the child. And if you haven't learned how to be consistent in the routine yourself, then it's not going to happen. You have to lead by example and then like showing them, all right, here's what we're going to do. Hello, and welcome to the ADHD Love Parent Talk podcast. If you felt like you have been walking your path alone as an adult with ADHD or as a parent with children with ADHD, you are finally home. I interview parents and professionals, including doctors, coaches, educators, and so much more so you can not only learn more information about ADHD, I also want you to have tools that you can put in your toolbox as you are going through your journey. Hey, my ADHD family, welcome to another episode of ADHD Love Parent Talk. I am Yakini. Today, my guest is Cami. We are going to be talking about ADHD and setting routines. Um, I thought this was a really good topic because one of the things we talk about, um, another one of the things we talk about in the ADHD community, I know you guys are going to be like, she says it all the time, but we do. We talk about setting routines for our kids. So um, I really wanted to dig in that topic with Cami. So Cami, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. Absolutely. How are you today? Pretty good, pretty good. Cool. <laughs> well, what you guys don't know, she said she had a morning. So mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I do I do have a a 18-month-old, you know, so I had a morning. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. I'm there with you then. <laughs> So please tell the audience a little bit about you. Uh, well, I'm Cami, and I'm the founder of the ADHDmommy.com. And I run a group coaching program for moms with ADHD called Slayer ADHD Day. And it's all about creating habits and routines in your life and your family. And I have four kids. <laughs> they range in ages from 16 to 18 months. <laughs> all over the place there, but three girls and only one boy. The youngest is a boy. How sweet. Is he spoiled? <laughs> he's got to be spoiled. Yes. Yeah. He's pretty spoiled. Yeah. <laughs> and so were you diagnosed with ADHD? Uh, yes. Yes. I am. Um, they said primarily inattentive, but since I've been in like therapy and stuff since then, they're like, oh, you got quite a bit of hyperactivity in there. That is too funny. It's funny when they pick up on those type of things, but yeah, yeah like you, is- like right now, I'm like I can't stop messing yeah. with, and I'm on meds. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. So I really want to dig into this topic. I think again, it's going to be a fun topic. Um, but before we do that, make sure you guys hit that subscribe button. Make sure you hit it because if you want more videos like this definitely hit the subscribe and hit that notification bell. All right. So let's just get into the routine conversation. Why are routines so helpful for children with ADHD? It's simple. It's once they're like formed and you've got that like habit, then it really like cuts back on that brain power that you need to use in order to get through your day. So it really like that brain power, that executive functioning that 
is so hard for us. Mm-hmm. Like we have that all that dysfunction. Well, when you have a routine in place, then you don't have to make all these extra decisions and you don't have to like think about it, I guess you could say. There's not as much like cognitive activity. Yeah, I really see that with my children. Um, Now, it took me a while to get them in a routine, and sometimes I have to remind them (laughs) about their routine. But in general, they do know what to do. They know what to do when they come home. They, you know, put their coat away. They put their backpack in a certain place and um, they take out their homework. So we try I try to keep it in a certain way on purpose Mm -hmm. for that that piece where they don't get anxious on what I need to do next. And I remember Mm -hmm. my one of my children used to say, well, mommy, what do I need to do next or "What, what can I do now? So now we have that routine. So. It, when you put this routine in place, because like I said, I have some issues managing the routine with them. Um, I mean, just like yesterday, my child is almost 11 years old and he threw his coat on the floor and <laughs> put the backpack near the door. I'm like, uh, son, <laughs> you remember what we're supposed to do? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he'll hang his coat up. So how do you manage it? How do you keep them going on that routine? Um, for the most part, it's really like if you have the routine set up for yourself, mm-hmm. then it's almost like automatic for you to be to check and see like, like say he threw the coat in the middle of the floor. So you immediately were like, what are we supposed to do? Like having those little like check ins mm-hmm. um, that you automatically have scheduled into your own routine mm-hmm. can help keep them managed on theirs um also like my youngest daughter she's seven she also has like a um a verbal processing issue along with her adhd so we have to give her everything in pictures so like that helps her know what she's supposed to do next because she'll see picture and then she flips it and then she knows to go to the next thing so like it's staring her in the face and then I don't have to do anything, but it's right there for her. So now when you do the pictures, is it like a, some type of tablet? Cause you said flip it. So is it like a mm-hmm. tablet? It, it's on a ring. Okay. Um. So when she comes in, like there's, there's rings all over, like I would go grab one, but <laughs> I don't want the kid to hear me. <laughs> um. There's rings all over where like for different rooms, what she's supposed to do, and like she'll flip it when she sees the ring. So that is a really good idea. So like yeah. when they're supposed to go in and brush your teeth or wash up, mm-hmm. you have a ring for that. that she has a ring really- for the bathroom. She has a ring for like when we first come in, she always comes in here. So then there's like a ring over here and then she's got one in her room for like bedtime and stuff like that. So that is a really good idea. I've seen that in like manufacturing facilities, you know, to help the workers <laughs> learn their jobs. So having that for a child, I never really thought about that because you're right, especially the kids that are visual, it's very simple. Um, and that's almost like checking it off by flipping it to the next one. Mm-hmm. And then it always is on a ring. So every time she flips, it just goes back to the beginning and I don't have to use it. That is an awesome idea. That is really, <laughs> really cool. I have to remember that. It, ca- <laughs> it came from teaching. It came from teaching because 
I would do that with my students and I'd laminate these cards with pictures and directions on what they were supposed to do. And they would just flip it. Like it would be, hang on their desk. So I started doing it with my own kids. Okay. I, yeah, I remember <laughs> that. That's good. Um, <laughs> I'm like, let me write that down. Um, so how can a parent even get started, even teaching them the routine and then, you know, having them, I don't know, check that flip chart on a regular basis? Like, how do they get them even going? It starts with you. Like, that's the hardest part is honestly yourself is getting yourself into the routine mm -hmm. and then slowly bringing your child into it. Because if you don't have that routine down, there's no way you're going to get them down because you have to be very consistent with the child. And if you haven't learned how to be consistent in the routine yourself, then you can't teach it to your child. Like it's, it's not going to happen. So I always say it starts with you and you have to create your own routines and your own habits and lead by example. And then, like I said, building in those little pieces, like, you know, showing them, all right, here's the ring and like every day coming home and then you flip it and you say, okay, here's what we're going to do. Do you know what this picture says? All right. So we're going to flip it. And that's part of your routine until it becomes theirs. When is a good point to kind of give it to them? Right. Cause one of the things that I see with my kids, if I, am not careful, they really depend on me. And so I try to make sure that they own it, right? Because again, I'm teaching them and building on skills every year until they leave this household. So I want them to be able to really own things on their own. So how can we help our children own these routines? So exactly what you just said, building on it, you start small. So like, we've got rings all over the house, right? So let's say, at first showing her just the one ring that's in here right and i go through it with her every single day and then eventually like it seems like when we come in she already kind of knows what she needs to do right mm -hmm. so i will start to say okay go check your ring and like at that point it's still part of my routine so i'm still standing there to watch her and make sure she's doing what she's supposed to do but then slowly but surely i'll be you know go check your ring and then i'll go to the bathroom you know like go check your ring and i like yeah and then little by little just like weaning her off of me where it's a, to the point where i don't have to say go check your ring anymore so leaving the room um because i i think that's one of the things i've been conscious of trying to do um actually i've been doing it so when i want them to do a specific thing it seems like they want more attention while I'm there and want mm -hmm. more direction while I'm there. So I always mm -hmm. leave the room. So yes. it sounds like that's something you do yes, too. Is very much. To take ownership, <laughs> you leave the room, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you're there, they're going to be mommy, 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 mommy. <laughs> right, right. That is too funny. Okay, no, that's And really it could be as simple as, like I said, I would just like go to the bathroom, you know, like you don't have to be gone for long, just enough for them to get started and then come back and check, make sure they're on track and like do that for a while. And then eventually like, I just kind of let her, her walk up the stairs first actually, so I could check and she would just go straight to the ring and grab it. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> no more prompting from me. Yeah, no, that is really good. Um, 
You know, it's it's really interesting because sometimes we think our children, especially when they are struggling with certain um, certain situations like ADHD, um, we sometimes some parents think that they need constant. How do I say this? Hand holding, and they may in the beginning. But to your point, these kids are really really smart, right? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> And yes, it may take reminders, but it doesn't mean they don't understand. So yes, yeah, sometimes leaving the space and letting them just do it, I, I've seen that make a huge difference than I'm when I'm in the room. And that's what I, matter of fact, that's what I tell them. I'm like, so I'm in the room and you don't want to do it, but when I leave the room, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, you just go on and finish it like it was yours, right? It just never fails. <laughs> Right. Uh, a perfect example, my seven-year-old, again, the other day, she was trying to open up an orange Fanta, right? And like, while I'm sitting there, she's like, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. Right. But I'm like, I can, I can count like five times in the past week that I walked in the room and you're already drinking an orange Fanta. So like, all of a sudden you can't open it. <laughs> yes. yes. That is so funny. That is so funny. So are there any types of resources that people can look for to really help them like get started? Because I know that's one idea that you had was you use the flip chart, but I, I'm sure there's so many different oh, yeah, ideas so out many there. Different ways. Yeah, like pretty much any routine um, that you find, you can adapt it to work for you. And it's just that matter of like scaffolding or habit building, mm. um, habit stacking, actually, I think it's called where like you start with something you already do, because most people don't realize they already have like routines and stuff in place. Like they don't realize that they're there. Like they, you come in the house and you do something immediately when you come in the house, like everybody does it, you know? Yeah. So like you, whatever that thing is that you do, like add something to that every single day and it becomes a habit right mm -hmm. so i always say try to do that and then um as for resources like i know jessica mccabe with how to adhd she has great tips on like adhd habits and routines um also i read this book recently and if you go on my instagram um it's in my um list of like recommended books but because i can't remember the author's name it's called self-compassion and it has a whole section on like so like compassionate parenting and like how to like teach your child self-compassion so like that really does help when it comes to creating these routines because when you have adhd your routine will ultimately fail it will so you have to always like make it glitter again is what i say like mm -hmm. you have to re-glitterize your routines yeah. you have to change them up a little bit because you can't keep them the same yeah. and so i always say use that self-compassion when it fails you have to like be okay with it <laughs> and that's where that self-compassion comes in that's where teaching your child that oh they messed up their routine today but it's okay we all make mistakes and maybe we just need to change something up to make it fun again you know that sort of thing. So, yeah, I really agree with that. The flexibility piece. I always tell people, and no matter what you do when you're interacting with your child, be flexible because what mm -hmm. works sometimes one day doesn't work the next. One one thing that works one week, like your routines, mm -hmm. will not work the next. 
And so being flexible, the general thing is, is that to your point, they know the pattern because we talk a lot yes. about patterns, mm -hmm. but how they go about, you know, fulfilling those patterns is it could be different from week to week. And exactly. like you said, it's okay. It's okay mm -hmm. to do things a little bit differently. And that's how their brain works. I mean, I, you know, I was just telling um, someone else about exercising. I literally go up and down like this because I'm into it for six months. I'm like, yeah, I got this. And then for the next six months, <laughs> I haven't picked up anything. Right. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so I have to remember as an adult and as a parent, I go through those things why wouldn't our children mm -hmm. right yes exactly we have these phases that we'll go through too you know like um like right now like i've got this whole routine of like my relaxation with like coloring and listening to an audiobook and like all this and like a month ago that wasn't what i was doing i was like playing video games and then like <laughs> you know like you never know like you go through these phases of things that actually interest you so you have to keep that interest going at all times with our brains so yeah. Yeah, I get it. I get it. So is there any closing thoughts, anything that we missed that you want to share with the parents? Um, no, not really. That I can think. <laughs> <laughs> I think I covered everything. Okay. Wait, I took notes earlier because I know me and I will forget something. So let me make sure. <laughs> sure. No, absolutely. Um, 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 absolutely. Yeah, no, no. That's no, good. we covered everything. <laughs> cool. Yep. All right. And um, Cami, if they want to get a hold of you, um, how can they? Where you said Instagram. So what is your handle? Yes, Instagram at the ADHD mommy. And also email is good too. Cami at the ADHD mommy. Okay. So those two things. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. That's it. Yeah. I expect I'm like anywhere else you probably like, won't oh. get me. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> All right. Very cool. Very cool. Well, Kimmy, thank you. Thank you for coming on and sharing that information. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. All right, everyone. That closes up another episode of ADHD Love Parent Talk. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Bye. Bye, Kimmy. Thank you for joining us on another episode of ADHD Love Parent Talk. If you enjoyed this episode, please do not forget to leave a review. And join me as I talk with another exciting guest next week. Have a wonderful day.